I V M. You are listening to the Signal Daily, brought to you by Front Page Studios. How many of your clothing tags say "Made in China"? Well, you can't keep account, can you? And maybe you'll see a change in the country name soon. Any guesses on which one it would be? What's China's loss is now Sri Lanka's gain. Here's what I'm talking about. If you are a fan of clean cuts and kicks like Uniqlo and Nike, here is some news for you. The production chain behind these brands is changing or shifting its manufacturing home from China to Sri Lanka. Or so the demand for more fabric from Tija Lanka PLC is testimony to it. Essentially, Bloomberg reported on how the Sri Lankan clothing manufacturer is seeing a demand up till July this year, owing to COVID impacting China, where manufacturing took a backseat. Yes, Shanghai just opened up. Tija Lanka has many names like Tommy Hilfiger, Calvin Klein, to its credit, and its top customers. But within Sri Lanka, all is not well with its current economic crisis, and for its residents, buying branded clothes at this moment could certainly not be a priority. Sri Lankans are facing 13 hours of daily power cuts, medicine, food, and fuel shortages. Inflation has further accelerated to 39.1 percent as of May 1st, Bloomberg reported. Hashita P, director at Tija Lanka PLC, also said they are managing their manufacturing production by scaling up furthermore in Visakhapatnam. Retail sales are a struggle. It's a trickle down from the slowdown of the U.S. economy impacting the global supply chain. But carrying out operations is getting tricky for the manufacturing giant, with dependency on generators, electricity prices likely to go up, and keep up with a production of 45 tons—that's 1.6 million ounces of fabric a day. Well, the Scroll reported that garment manufacturing makes for Sri Lanka's second biggest foreign exchange earner. It further said there are 300 factories making clothes for global brands. The manpower it employs is 3,50,000 people directly and 7,00 indirectly. This also hence reflects in the industry's growth. To give perspective, here is what's happening in Sri Lanka's apparel export business. The Central Bank of Sri Lanka published a recent analysis stating that the country's apparel export was up by 11.6% with 1,360.6 million dollars from Jan to March 2022 over 1,219.1 million dollars. But as per a recent report by Thomson Reuters, women garment workers are at the receiving end of the economic crisis and halted pandemic recovery with long hours of work, low wages, and risky conditions. The low pay doesn't suffice for expensive home supplies and transportation. So while manufacturing demand increases, it is a battle for workers at a ground level. For the next few minutes, you are going to know a little more than you did yesterday from the world of technology, business, policy, and anything that leaves you with a food for thought. I am Farheen Khan, and here is the deep dive for third June, twenty twenty-two. It's the end of the week, and also to quote the Meta CEO Mark Zuckerberg, the end of an era at Facebook. By that. We mean that the company's COO Sheryl Sandberg is moving on after 14 years at the company. She announced her move on the social networking platform she helped turn into an advertising juggernaut, Facebook, if you had any doubts. Think about it. Before she arrived, Facebook's annual revenue was around 150 million dollars in 2007. By 2011, that rose to 3.4 billion dollars. That's the early Sandberg effect we're talking about. 
But Sandberg's journey is one of two halves. The glossy 1000x growth in the early days of the company coupled with a quiet silent figure towards the end of it all. Soon after her announcement on Facebook, Sandberg told Bloomberg that she was now looking forward to more philanthropic work through her lean in foundation and will continue to remain on Meta's board. Meta has already lined up her replacement in Javier Oliven, its chief growth officer. Sandberg is often remembered as someone who became an effective number 2 to Mark Zuckerberg following a chance meeting that landed her the job. While Zuck was focused on product and growth, Sandberg, the former Google advertising head, was tasked with building up Facebook's advertising machine besides communications, business partnerships and public policy. This also coincides with the time the company was prioritizing a growth at all costs strategy with scant respect for user data. But even as that happened, things haven't gone well for Sandberg in the last few years. To that extent, it coincides with Facebook's dramatic fall in public perception post the 2016 presidential elections. Sandberg was often seen in Senate testimonies defending Facebook's conduct amid its evolution as a platform for disinformation, hate speech and toxicity. That came to a blow in 2021 when Sandberg dismissed Facebook's role in the Capitol riots and so-called insurrection that took place following the US presidential elections in 2020. Which also brings us to the fact that Sandberg has been cutting an increasingly sidelined figure in the last few months. just as the company was laying out an ambitious pivot to virtual reality via the metaverse her domains were split and redistributed some such as sir nick clegg meta's president for global affairs assumed more prominence in public policy matters andrew bosworth now the meta chief technology officer replaced sandberg in zuckworld as the go-to person for mark ditto with oliven her replacement the facebook of 14 years ago is not the same platform today Notwithstanding the name change its role in society and democracy is still playing out and while Sandberg's contribution to Facebook might come down to a number the approximately 120 billion dollars the ad revenue meta earns her legacy even as she moves towards philanthropy with her lead in foundation is a mixed one You can catch this podcast every morning on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Prime Music, Google Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We are the signal.co on Instagram, LinkedIn and Twitter.